This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is 76ers Rewind. Time now to listen back to post-game reaction from the team's most recent game. This is the Philadelphia 76ers post-game show. And it be Swanson off the glass. Ben Simmons, left-hand jab. He throws it down. Over to J.J. Three ball is good. Reddick drops it home. The Sixers post-game show right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. Six seconds to go in regulation. Jimmy Butler working the dribble. Right-hand dribble. Three seconds to go. Butler steps back. Shot in the air. It's good. He did it again. Jimmy Butler puts it in. And the Sixers get a three. Jimmy Buckets for three. And the Sixers lead 127-125. Four tenths of a second to go from the exact same spot in North Carolina. Jimmy Butler and this crowd is going nuts here at Barclays Center. How about Jimmy? Fourth quarter buckets played all 12 minutes in the final period. A perfect seven for seven in the fourth quarter. Four for four from outside the arc, including that game winner. 18 of his season-high 34 points in the fourth. I guess that's why you go out and get him, right? 76ers needed this win tonight, and they got it. They only led four times in the entire game, two zip, and then three times in the final 63 seconds. But it's going to count just the same as the previous 13 76ers back on track, barely. But... We can say they're back on track after that tough loss Friday at the center of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They beat the Brooklyn Nets 127-125, to thanks once again to Jimmy B. Second time in eight days that Butler wins a game at the buzzer. And like Tom McGinnis described on that great call, Butler was on the wing at Spectrum Center against the Hornets late last Saturday night, dialed up a game winner, and did so again this evening. I mean... It was not looking good for the 76ers, obviously, if you only leave three times um, for the span of a 48-minute game. was not looking good for the majority of the night. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie and D'Angelo Russell were just crushing them. Russell with 38 points a season high, Dinwiddie with 31. But the 76ers, to their credit, they buckled down in the final six minutes of play. They went on a substantial run that ended up 
winning them the game. The final uh, at one point after the Sixers, they were down 115 to 105, and they would go on to score the next 22 of the next 32 points in the game to win it. So there's certainly something to be said for that. They were able to escape the threat mounted by Russell and Dinwiddie. You know, it was. Not looking good for a second there when Dinwiddie got one final jumper to go to make it 125 to 124. But the Sixers, they were able to corral themselves. And on an inbounds play with about 15 seconds left, they drew up a play for Jimmy Butler, which was pretty much, hey, Jimmy, you get the ball, you handle yourself in isolation on the wing. And as J.J. Reddick said to Tom after the game, Brooklyn must have not read the scouting report from the game against the Charlotte Hornets because it was essentially the exact same play, isolation, with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and Jimmy Butler canned it as uh, time was expiring with .4 seconds left. 76ers win at 127-125, 34 for Jimmy Butler in the game. Joel Embiid, another 30-point, 10-rebound game. If I'm not mistaken, that is his 13th, his 20th double-double on the season to lead all players in the NBA, 32-12 and for him. Ben Simmons, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. And when the Sixers finally got rolling with that game-ending run down the stretch, at one point there was Simmons just orchestrating everything, diamond guys out, and getting things into a flow on the offensive end of the floor to position Sixers to steal this game by two points, 127-125. We're standing by. We are awaiting the post-game press conference with Sixers head coach Brett Brown. Probably have a few things to say about how things were not going the Sixers' way with Russell and Dinwiddie. Thought Jarrett Allen played a really nice game as well. But for the Sixers, if you step back and you look at the big picture of what you can extract from this game, there hasn't been a whole lot of opportunity for simply the starting unit that Brett's been going with as of late to play together and work on chemistry, let alone at the end of a game. But, you know, Wilson Chandler free of minutes restriction. Brett was able to roll with him for all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. So that was a good sign. Um, Jimmy Butler, as we said, played all 12 minutes. Ben played nine in the fourth, JJ Redick eight and Joel Embiid 10. So really what you could see there is in a really important spot of this game, crunch time, the top five that the Sixers have been targeting ever since that Jimmy Butler trade, they were able to play together, and some good things came of it. The Sixers scoring 38 points in the fourth, the defense shutting down, holding Brooklyn to just 23 in the final period of play. And what the Sixers needed, I mean, they were down 10, make it 13 actually with around five minutes to go. The game needed to slow down a bit. Yeah, they needed to get stops, they needed to score, but the game also needed to slow down, and Joel Embiid, got to the free throw line in succession to help the Sixers get back to within single digits. And you know what? He made two free throws to make it a a six-point game with around four minutes left. At that point, you're like, all right, you know what? You can kind of see your way through this if the Sixers got stops. And they started to string a few together, and that ultimately set up Jimmy Butler to hit the game-winner and help the Sixers take this one, 127-125. We'll step aside for a moment when we return. Brett Brown, coming up. It's the post-game show on the Sixers Radio Network. Your home for the Sixers. 97.5, the Fanatic. Jimmy Butler buzzer beater again for the second time as a 76ers. Sixers beat the Brooklyn Nets 127-125. Let's go now to Brett Brown. Tremendous experience for these guys that really haven't played that much basketball together. And I was happy for them. You know, they, they, they were down 20. We were down, what, 17 in the third and 14 in the fourth. And 
I think Jimmy made, what, seven shots in a row or six in a row? Like, he seemed to be really, you know, feeling good about himself, and he should have in the fourth period. And so my immediate thought was, obviously, you know, thrilled for the win, but I'm happy for them. I think experiences like that matter, and, uh, you know, it certainly can expedite bonding and, and having a reference point when you are down in other games that, that you can footnote this game. And that last time out, was it just as easy as saying, let's do the same thing we did in Charlotte? Pretty much. Now, what's it like having a guy that you can have that kind of confidence in in that position? Well, we, when you're on the sidelines, you're always uh, toggling. Do you let that play continue? You know, we secured the jump ball. It was broken. You know, the ball was in Jimmy's hands, and Joel was on his side. And, you know, inevitably it comes down to gut feel. Do you feel like you have something that's pretty good and you're not going to get anything better that you draw? And, and that is a, you know, there's no book that tells you how to do that. That's a read. It's a gut feel. It's a, it's a real-time decision. And I felt like we just didn't have the organization or the floor spots that I wanted. And so when we called the timeout, it didn't take long to decide what we were going to do. Again, we had a reference point from Charlotte, and we did it and changed, you know, a little bit of the what we call an X out initially to get J.J. in that strong corner. We, we know J.J.'s man's not going to help, and uh, Jimmy did what Jimmy does and what he's done, you know, in, in front of us before. I think we, we started blitzing double team in the pick and roll. You know, we started getting more aggressive with that. It's always a challenge when you have, you know, Joel at 7-2 to have him come flying out and, and, and be that aggressive and that extended that far away from the basket all the time isn't, isn't fair. It, it's not going to be a constant thing that I think you can live in in relation to pick and roll defense. Um, in the fourth period, because D'Angelo was that good and things seemed quite easy for him, we had to make an aggressive adjustment. We chose to blitz, and I thought that that changed the game for us defensively. I think they had 23 points in the, uh, in the fourth. So I, 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 give, uh, I give our guys credit for making that adjustment. You know, Billy Lang helps us with our defense. I thought he did a great job of, of, of putting our guys in a position and making sure the people behind him uh, behind the blitz were, uh, were aggressive as well. When you're talking about the guards, like D'Angelo, he got hot tonight. That's happened quite a few times this season where the guards have seemed to have like an easy time with you guys. Where yeah. do you think that happens? I mean, it's a tough league. It is, it is a tough league, and it's hard, as you hear me say all the time, winning in the NBA, and I don't care what people's records are. You know, the other night, you know, we, we saw – you know what we what we saw we, we and and with the with the Cleveland game and then you see it again you know they go beat Houston with the same type of you know action from their guards and tonight you see D'Angelo and it's just they put you know in pick and rolls there are some skilled guards perhaps we can you know do more with the blitz going forward from time to time it cannot be a steady diet of that you you cannot just live in that it's not realistic and so perhaps, you know, we learned something, too, where we can do that maybe more than we thought we could. Some post-game thoughts from 76ers head coach Brett Brown, the Sixers winners tonight. Jimmy Butler, a buzzer beater again, 127 to 125, the final score. Tom McGinnis called the game at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and I believe we're going to go to him right now. Tom, just like they drew it up, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, it was really exciting, and, uh, you know, like, 
as a basketball player, you should have a money spot. In other words, even if you're in the backyard and then you get into so you know you've drilled the shot time and time again, and you know you get into a predicament like, well, I'm going to the wing or I'm going to the block or I'm going to the baseline. And that appears to be a pretty good spot for Jimmy Butler. But as Brett Brown noted, and I don't know that we got this right at the beginning of his postgame availability, and that is Jimmy Butler, lest we forget, set up the possession by diving to the floor and getting into a jump ball situation. And without that play, the Sixers don't have the ball, and that shot's not, not available. And that was also similar to what he did in Charlotte with, you recall, the defense, the block on Kemba Walker and throwing the ball back to Wilson Chandler to set up the final opportunity. He made seven shots in a row. And, again, that, that hard-fought scrabble, that's not going to be in the highlights. But that set up the last play, and, and that's what he brings, a lot of the intangibles where that was a huge play by him. And, you know, when the question was posed to Brett Brown, like about controlling Dinwiddie and Russell, I was going to say, what, they did? <laughs> but they did do better. Hey, and they missed some open shots down the stretch. Harris made one, but he also missed win. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had an open three. And, again, not picture perfect. for the, When you look, they, they shoot 41% from three, 48% from the field in general. You know, and then the numbers with Jim, Jimmy, and Joel, and Reddick ended up with a, a, a decent statistical game. Simmons had a good game, but the, the fact that they trailed and trailed big throughout much of this game is forgotten because they won the game. They they almost had no business winning this game, other than they they did a great job in the fourth quarter and got another heroic shot by Butler. And like Brett Brown said, hey, you, you would say, the Sixers have lost a lot of games like this in years past. To be able to graduate to a certain level and, and win these kind of games and then hopefully build on it and, and go forward, have it as a reference point, as he noted, and then just, you know, a win is a win, and especially on the road. 76ers over the Nets, 127-125. Jimmy Butler, the game-winning three-pointer with .4 seconds to go. And it was nice, though, Tom, to see that starting unit get to, as Brett was talking about, go through the experience of grinding this sort of situation out. And the more they play together, you'd think the more cohesion there's going to be because, I mean, top to bottom, one through five, that's uh, not only a talented group, but there's some experience sprinkled in there as well. Absolutely. And you got guys like Wilson, even Jimmy Butler, trying to figure out how they're going to contribute, how they're going to get their shots. But again, Butler is so talented that he can just go out and get a basket. I thought down the stretch he was able to do that. You know, he powers by guys and gets to the rim. I think he's got a great pull-up like 10-footer when he can't get all the way to the basket if it's congested in there. But, no, that's a – look, as a Sixers fan, you got to feel real comfortable with that group with Ben and J.J. and Wilson and Jimmy and Joel Embiid. you got great performance tonight, 4-for-4 four four from off the bench by Landry Shamit. Not so much tonight from Muscala. TJ did not play a whole lot. Cork Maz got in there a little bit. But, you know, the biggest thing was the Sixers, their inability throughout much of the game to stop Russell and Dinwiddie. And they were so hot. I mean, D'Angelo Russell was tremendous. This is a season high for him. And in the end, it was, I mean, a very, 
exciting game, save for the fact that throughout much of the game, you're shaking your head like, what is up with the Sixers and Brooklyn? It's like, as I said at the time, the Nets circle the calendar. We got the Sixers. And yet the Sixers able to pull it out, and now they're done with the Barclays Center, and they'll, they'll play Brooklyn in the final two regular season games at the center. And having mentioned that, and now here the Sixers go again right back home. This was the one game in six of seven where they're going to be at the center, and they return against New York. They have a couple of days to get ready for that. And then on Friday, Washington and Memphis, which has been a, a difficult opponent for the Sixers as well. But, again, really good at home. Now their third road victory, fourth road victory, and uh, a great victory here tonight. All right, Tom McGinnis, great call tonight. Thanks so much. You got it, Brian. Thank you. 127-125. Jimmy Butler, his latest heroic heave from just about the exact same floor spot where he knocked one down against Charlotte in North Carolina last Saturday to help the Sixers to a win. He does it again in Brooklyn tonight. We'll run through some highlights and wrap this thing up. Coming up next, it's the postgame show on the Sixers Radio Network. Your home for the Sixers. 97.5, the Fanatic. Club 76 is the official season ticket waiting list of the Philadelphia 76ers. Get priority access for 2019-2020 season tickets by signing up for either Club 76 Elite or Club 76 Free. Other benefits include exclusive 76ers gear and access to special ticket offers and events. For more information, go to sixers.com slash join club 76, email club 76 at 76ers.com, or call 215-339-7676. 216-339-7676. 76ers over the Brooklyn Nets. A heroic heave from one Jimmy Butler. We will run through the sequences of how this one all came together right about now. Sixers, their mission tonight was to bounce back after Friday's tough loss at home to the Cleveland Cavaliers and get some revenge against a Brooklyn team that beat them by 25 three weeks ago to the date. Jimmy Butler keeping the Sixers close early on. We'll check that. He's got only his second three of the year. And Jimmy Butler comes back with a three for the Sixers. His seventh three for the Sixers so far. And with that, it's 18-16. Brooklyn was in front, and, you know, it still was not trending well for the Sixers at that point. They would trail 32-25 to after a quarter of play. They started to fall behind even farther in the second quarter as Brooklyn opened up to a double-figure lead, and they were just looking for something, anything to help them stay within striking distance of the Nets, and it was Landry Shaman who stepped up. It beat left-hand handoff to Butler. Butler back to Landry. Shaman for three. Tough shot, but in. Landry Shamit makes a contested three over Allen Crabb. That makes it a 17-point deficit. And the deficit was 14-68-54 going into the half. In the third quarter, midway through, the Sixers started to get something going, and this one of the highlight plays of the night that spoke to the fact that the Sixers gained energy and steam as the game went along. 40 seconds to go in the third quarter. Brooklyn by 14. Joel Embiid around one man. Knocks down Dudley. Throws it off the glass to himself. And slams it. Joel Embiid, a creative pass. He smacks it off the glass. Gathers it in and jams it. And Jarrett Dudley in his weight. 
76ers went on a modest run to close out the fourth quarter. Still, they were down, I beg your pardon, third quarter. Still, they were down 102, 88 going into the third. But then things started to slow down a little bit. The starting unit buckled down defensively. Still, D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie were doing their things in the first six minutes of the fourth. But then in the final six of the frame, it was all Sixers pretty much. And with their defense clicking, getting stops, the offense had an opportunity to make some more inroads. 12 to shoot, 105 to go. Simmons hands off to Reddick. Reddick shoots, open three, it's in the air, and good! J.J. Reddick pours it in, and the Sixers bench is going bonkers, and the crowd is too. This is like a Sixers game here in Brooklyn. 121 to 120, timeout Nets. First 76ers lead since 2-zip. Joe Harris scored a two after that to make it 123-121. Joel Embiid answered with a basket of his own, 124-123. One more from Spencer Dinwiddie gave the Nets a one-point lead, 125-124 with just seconds to go. Jump ball tie-up forced by Jimmy Butler gave the Sixers possession. They call a timeout, and here's how the game ended. Six seconds to go in regulation. Jimmy Butler working the dribble. Right-hand dribble three seconds to go. Butler steps back, shot in the air. It's good! He did it again! Jimmy Butler puts it in, and the Sixers get a three. Jimmy buckets for three, and the Sixers lead. 127-125. Four-tenths of a second to go from the exact same spot in North Carolina. Jimmy Butler and this crowd is going nuts here at Barclays Center. Pretty amazing, and then the Nets would throw the ball away on the ensuing inbounds play, and the 76ers survive, winning this one in major comfort-behind fashion, 127-125, to 76ers now 14-8 with the win, Brooklyn 8-13 with the loss, Sixers 48.5% from the field, the Brooklyn Nets 56.5% from the floor, Sixers 12 three-pointers, Brooklyn with 10, Sixers plus 12 from the free throw line. That certainly helped. They were minus one on the glass. But something that was kind of lost in Friday's loss was the fact the Sixers kept their turnovers down. That was the same case tonight, only nine in the game. 34 from Jimmy Butler to go with 12 points, his first double-double of the season between either the Sixers or the Timberwolves, also his season-high scoring total. Joel Embiid another 30-point, 10-rebound game with 32-12. and 12. Ben Simmons, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists. Landry Shamit, new career high with 16 off the bench. 15 for J.J. Redick. He was big in the fourth quarter. And Wilson Chandler with 10 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. Sixers get past the Nets despite 38 from Danzo Russell, a season high, and 31 from Spencer Dinwiddie. Good thing for the Sixers. They will not have to go back to Barclays Center this season. That has been a tough place to play. Up next for the 76ers, they have the New York Knicks. A 7 o'clock game on Wednesday night at the center. Big thanks to everyone involved in tonight's production here at the studio. Brian McLaughlin and Carl Namoli. Coming up next on the flagship station of the Sixers, 97.5 The Fanatic. We've got Rob Motti in talking a little bit of Sixers. And, of course, Birds, a Philadelphia sweep today between the Eagles and the Sixers. And that is a good thing. Now for the radio voice of the Sixers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score from Brooklyn. It was Jimmy Butler helping the 76ers at the buzzer to a 127-125 win over the Nets. Have a great rest of your Sunday from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. Following the Sixers win, Tom McGinnis had a chance to catch up with one of the players afterwards. Carroll will play in. Dinwiddie will come to the corner. Wilson Chandler will have him. Moscato will defend the inbound. Mike trying to play the angle. He's not directly on Damari Carroll. Russell will come to the ball. Here's the inbound play. Damari Carroll looking, looking, looking. He's going to throw it. He throws it right to Ben Simmons. And the Sixers win the game.
They pull off a come from behind victory here over Brooklyn by two. Jimmy Butler delivers. Simmons, Embiid, Chandler, and Jimmy Butler all high-fiving out at the Sixers' side of the court. J.J. Redick with Jimmy. And how about that 34 points in a game-winning shot for Jimmy Butler. The Sixers trailed by 10 with three minutes to go. J.J. Redick coming courtside here, and I believe we're going to get J.J. to don the headset. J.J., Tom McGinnis, thank you. Wow, what a game, huh? What, that, what about that shot from Jimmy Butler? They didn't read the scouting report. <laughs> That's the exact same spot as the shot in Charlotte. Yeah, it's the same move. Same spot, same move, same play. What a game, though. I mean, you guys trailed throughout much of the game. It looked like Dinwiddie and Russell were unguardable at certain points, and yet it shows a lot for you guys to come back and win this game. Uh, yeah, we had good resiliency. You know, we were at sort of a breaking point there at the end of the third, and I thought that group that finished that period gave us some life, gave us some energy going into the fourth quarter, and, uh, you know, we were able to sustain that momentum um, and get back in the game. And then, uh, you know, just big shots from a bunch of guys on both teams down the stretch. Including yourself. How about the crowd? I mean, <laughs> you make your home here. It seemed like a Sixers crowd, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, people in general love to root for a good comeback. It's a good comeback story. You know, so the the, uh, the impartial fans were probably excited about the, uh, the comeback, and obviously it's a short trip up the turnpike, as I know, as I know because I do it every day. <laughs> J.J., thank you. Congratulations. All right, thanks. J.J. Redick, the Sixers, uh, he, I'm serious. He's like as stupefied as the rest of us because Jimmy Butler has done it again, knocking down a game-winning shot. That was his fifth three. He finishes with 34 points and 12 rebounds. And for his heroics in the final half second of the game, Jimmy Butler is our Independence Blue Cross player of the game. Independence Blue Cross, live fearless. Get the power of independence at IBX.com. Wow, the Sixers losing at home on Friday to Cleveland. They lost here three weeks ago. Throughout much of this game, it was all Brooklyn. But the Sixers came through down the stretch and win the game by the final score of 127 to 125. This is the Sixers Radio Network. You've been listening to 76ers Rewind. Be sure not to miss new episodes the day after each game this season, all year long. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.